This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to hear from Jonathan End. And he went from zero bucks to $2 million as a SaaS company in two years with seamless stocks. Okay, Top Drive, good morning. I hope everyone is enjoying your holidays. You're cuddled up this morning with your coffee and your pajamas, hopefully with your family on your couch, and you're going to love our guest today. His name is Vincent Harris, and he's the CEO of Harris Media and chief and the chief digital strategist for Senator Rand Paul's presidential campaign. Vincent heads up his digital agency from Austin, Texas, and has run digital strategy for Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Senator Ted Cruz, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Vincent is pursuing his PhD at the University of Texas and is guest faculty at Baylor University. Vincent, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm excited. Let's do this. First things first, everyone's going, why would a guy decide to get involved in politics on the, on the digital side? What made you take the leap? So I began getting involved in politics when I was 14 years old in high school. I started volunteering locally where I'm from in Fairfax County, and I was kind of a computer nerd growing up, and and I taught myself how to uh, build websites. So I was building websites while I was in high school and I started a uh, blog when I was in high school too, um, called two conservative dot, dot com. And the, and the uh, blog just kind of took off. And I uh, used to blog about local politics and elections and would go to local county committee meetings and blog about what was going on. So I've been active in, in politics for a long, long time now. Well, that's amazing. You know, I was reading a political article in preparation for this where they basically, the title was Rand Paul's Internet Army. And it basically is a story about you when you were interviewing uh, some folks from Facebook who are coming to your firm in Austin. So help us understand what do you do? Let's talk specifically about Rand Paul. What do you do for Rand? Yeah, so we manage all digital communications for our clients. So everything from designing and building websites to social media to to creative and web videos to online advertising to email marketing to sometimes political strategy too as digital becomes more and more important on ad- advocacy and political campaigns. So really any way that one of our clients wants to communicate using the internet, that's that's us. Got it. Now you talked to uh, you talked uh, briefly about your uh, your idea, especially in this 2016 campaign, of helping folks that you work with, especially Rand, get little kind of micro victories. Whether it's getting them on a new platform that you're convinced there's an ROI on, uh, or even looking back to Carl Rove's micro targeting operation back in I believe it was 2004 that helped George Bush really get across the finish line in Ohio. How are you trying to replicate that kind of strategy here in 2016 with your clients? Well. 
You know, as um, as voters' media choices become more and more fragmented, obviously it becomes more important that we're reaching them where they're consuming news and information. When I was working for Governor Mike Huckabee in 2007 and 2008, our main two online platforms were MySpace and Facebook and Facebook just became more and more important towards the end of the campaign. Well, now Senator Paul's on so many platforms, not just Facebook, but Snapchat and Instagram and Reddit and on and on and on. And, um, you know, we we look uh, every day, every month at what online trends are, at what new platforms are, and figure out where Senator Paul needs to be to best maximize his specific voice. So for How for do you exam- measure that, Vincent, though? I, I imagine listeners yeah. are going, yeah, but how do you measure specific voice? Well, I mean, what's the return you're looking for? So it just varies based on the on the client. So someone like Senator Paul does very well with younger voters. So the plurality of people visiting his website are younger voters, people between 18 and 35. Most conservatives, uh, most conservative candidates and most conservative advocacy groups aren't reaching younger voters like that. So where are those younger voters and what do they want to do for Senator Paul? Well, I'm obviously very interested in getting them to share Senator Paul's content and share our client's content, to sign up for for email updates, to give money, to buy products in Senator Paul's store. And we have we have found that, um, you know, uh, applications certainly like Heyo on on Facebook applications like uh even the uh, more liberal site change.org um, uh, was very successful for our clients in getting getting emails uh, on on the Iran deal for another client against the Iran deal. So really, first, we look at what our client needs the outcome to be, and you use the term ROI, and then we step back and we look at which specific platforms can we use to actually generate that outcome. So help us understand, I mean, scale for a guy like Rand Paul, let's just go back to last month, November. I mean, how much based off your like from your efforts, and I assume you're handling all of his online stuff. Um, how much total revenue is driven, let's just say from his online store from merchandise sales? Probably maybe 10% of his of his total digital online fundraising oh, came, wow. from, okay. came came from his online store and it it um varies dependent on the you know day and and uh, week and what products that we are selling but we've done such a good job of productizing the senator i mean there's a specific christmas package now if you go to his to his site um and we were we were able to crowdsource different products because most folks in the campaign space, the consultants in Washington think that they know what everyone wants to buy. And it's just normally just a bunch of crap that people don't want to actually wear. So we not only did the did the sniff test of if we're not going to wear it ourselves, why is it going on the store? But we even let Senator Paul's supporters vote on products that they wanted to see in the store. So we did a T-shirt design contest where his supporters actually drew up the t-shirts and then we let folks online vote on what t-shirts that they like most and those are in the uh store now so what was you said this uh that the store was 10 per in november was 10 percent essentially of you said total online yeah. i'm saying overall since the since the past year the okay. the store has represented depending on the month between five and ten percent of um, online sales. Okay. Of, so, yeah. so what are, I mean, so what are total, what are, what else is online sales besides the store though, I guess is my question. Well, 
sorry, of, of online revenue. So most of it comes from emails. So most political campaigns raise their money through online email solicitation. So take Senator Ted Cruz, for example. I worked for Senator Ted Cruz for three years. In 2012, Senator Cruz raised $3 million online on his Senate race. About 90% of that money came through email how solicitations. Many, how many email addresses did he have? Senator Cruz probably had 300,000 emails. And, and he just collected them through like an opt-in on the website or things like that? Through petitions, polls, and surveys, both within Facebook using products like Heyo and then through the through the website, yes. Interesting. Okay. And and what has Rand done total online over the past 12 months, would you say? Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's millions. Uh, I don't have a specific number. Is it, you think it's more or less than 10 million? Uh, it's probably a little bit less than that. a little less. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and his email list bigger or smaller than Ted Cruz at 300,000 bigger, bigger, much like, bigger. Yes. Like over a million. Uh, it's between 300,000 and a million. And are the economics the same as he getting about 90, but Rand getting about 90% of kind of online donations through the emails? Yeah. So it's probably a little bit less. For him, it's probably more around 70, 80%, some uh -huh. of it coming through our store, some of it coming through uh, search advertising. So it's it's different because Senator Cruz wasn't raising that much money on a, on a national level as Senator Paul was, obviously. I see. So let's get back to you then for a second. How do you make money? How does your media company make money from the, this kind of work? So we, we work in varying different ways. People can hire us on one-off projects, say to build their website for a fixed cost, to, to do a web video for a fixed cost, or most of our clients hire us on a retainer basis. So every month they retain our services and essentially they get carte blanche for anybody who works here. So we're at, we're at about 35 people now. I started the company in my dorm room. I had to borrow money. <laughs> I and, like that. <laughs> yeah, I had to borrow money and go to LegalZoom com to set up the LLC, but now we're at about 35 folks and most clients uh, pay us retainer every month and then we'll get a percent of the online advertising that we place for them and optimize for them. And then sometimes we'll get a percent of the funds that we raise online for them too. So let's get specific with that just so we can get a better idea. Someone like Rand Paul, what, he's obviously on a retainer. What does he pay you on average monthly? Um, I mean, that's, a, that's something that you can see in that disclosures but it just it just varies um you know well, what's a range maybe vincent just to save me the time from reading disclosures a a, <laughs> a range for our clients will vary from four thousand dollars a month to fifteen thousand dollars okay and about and how many clients are you working with uh maybe 25 or so okay so i mean at, at a minimum again if they're all paying you at least five grand you have 25 are they well are they all on retainer most of them are, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so what does that put you at? At a minimum, you're making, what, 125K a month about. And that's not okay. even including the percentage of online sales you drive. You're correct. Okay, very cool. So how do you, um, uh, weird question I have, when you're hiring people, I mean, do you look at and do you ask them interview questions to try and get a sense of where, what their political views are to make sure they're aligned with your goals? Or do you not care about that? You care about, are they savvy digitally? So that's a great question. I think most conservative firms used to hire people based on if they were true believers and they would fly the you know flag. We certainly, I mean, we are a Republican or conservative libertarian-ish agency, but actually our biggest client is 
um, a conglomeration of energy companies who, you know, might be more conservative leaning, but uh, I mean, their, their goals aren't specifically winning elections every single year, like a Rob Portman or a Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we hire people based on who's best for the job. And about half of our agency are creative people. They're graphic designers, they're web developers, they're video editors. And those folks, you know, I could care less what their political persuasion is and more that they're, that they're creative and that they're doing a good job at the creative aspect of this. Okay, so so that's that's viable to understand. Before we get uh, into my favorite part of the show, Vincent, I just want to remind everyone listening, you can get all this information, links to Vincent's site, his information, his team, uh, again, some of the work he's done in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 155. Again, forward slash the top 155. So Vincent, as the Iowa caucuses are rapidly approaching, we've got debates all over the place. What kinds of event driven things we do online for a guy like Rand Paul? So um, just a few weeks ago, we actually did the first ever full day live stream for a candidate. So the senator's entire day from when he ate breakfast to when he flew out of of the certain city that he was on was was live streamed. It was one of the largest days of traffic to our website. It was one of the largest days generating revenue. And it got us and, and you know, the senator a lot of press attention. So that was a really cool event. And, you know, I feel like voters increasingly, especially younger voters, I'm only 27. And I expect transparency from my candidates and for them to just be themselves online. And that's something that Senator Paul really, really wants to do as well. So, you know, digital can be used in that kind of way. And it can also be used to, um, you know, something like Facebook events, let's say, where where we're creating events, let's say today, for example, for a uh, rally in Las Vegas ahead of tonight's debate, um, and then promoting that that event on Facebook to to fans and supporters and email list of the senator. And, and, and also trying to encourage people across the country to to sort of self-organized for Rand Paul debate watch parties. Digital's such a great use of that. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, Vincent, a lot of agencies will, will, that I've talked to have always articulated that earned media is always the best and that a great agency can maximize and amplify what's earned, but they can't create earned from nothing. Uh, do you generally agree with that? So, yes, Absolutely. I think that you have to do something and be creative and show some sort of piece of content or some new creativity to to actually generate earned media. Absolutely. So when you look at a guy then like Donald Trump, I was that was a leading question, a guy like Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, who's got so much, maybe the most earned media in history ever. Um, Do you do you kind of break down some of what he's doing and go Rand when you talk about guns, like be more aggressive like Trump, because it's going to be easier for me than to amplify that message for you. I mean, do you have those kinds of conversations? So, uh, look, I think that Senator Paul and Donald Trump are very different people. And Senator Paul is very uh, 
out, outspoken on certain issues. I mean, uh-huh. he he went to the floor on NSA spying and on privacy. I mean, that is an issue where he's incredibly outspoken. Uh, something if you've if you've all been watching the debates, something like our country's marijuana policies and criminal justice reform. Those are issues that the senator has been very outspoken on. He's not Donald Trump. And I think that that we're all going to see that at the end, Donald Trump's brazenness is going to be his downfall. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Well, let's see, Vincent, that'll be a fun storyline to track. And uh, this has been helpful, not only understanding how to build a successful media agency from your dorm room, but also kind of how the political system works and how the, the armies behind the candidates like you operate. So let's get into my favorite part of the show. Now, do you know what's next? No. Come on, Vincent. You're supposed to always be prepared, man. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Num- number one, what's your favorite business book? Love Works by Joel Manby, who's the CEO of SeaWorld. Okay, great. Number two, is there a a CEO that you're following or studying online? So I'm a big fan of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. There was just a a recent profile piece of him in a um, magazine, I think it was Wired or um, Inc. But, you know, everything that he's doing at at Facebook and um, his ability to be nimble with his company and to predict the the future from a digital space, uh, you know, two, three, four, five years, a decade out is something that I really respect and try to replicate. Okay, Vincent, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? So um, being a creative agency, I, I use a couple apps a lot. One of them is called Over App, which actually helps me create graphics on the fly and the other one's called perfect video which actually helps me create a really cool digital video for my clients okay top tribe remember nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 155 i'll link to those tools there again commit it to memory forward slash the top 115 vincent question number four real quick though what's your situation are you married do you have kids I am married. I met my wife at Baylor University on a mission trip to Africa, and uh, we've been married for four and a half years, and she's the light of my life, and she's a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful lady. And no kids? No, we don't have any kids. So yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Most nights, yes. I am a big sleeper. I take naps. I love to sleep. There you go. I love that. Last question here, Vincent. Take how old are you currently? 27. Take us back seven years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I wish that I knew to be, uh, to be more trusting of, of God and that God had a plan 
for me and to not get so stressed out about the little things and to not be anxious and to have more patience and to show more, you know, kindness and understanding and patience with people around me, both in my professional life and my personal life. And to realize that even while starting a, a business that, you know, um, that not everything is going to go smoothly, but, you know, showing kindness and, and, and trying to build up people around you actually w- works out best in the long term versus being upset. Well, Vincent, it's a great message. And look, I mean, from starting off in your dorm room, going to LegalZoom for your first legal paperwork to building your business now doing well over 120 grand per month or 1.2 million per year with a team that's rapidly growing. Thank you, Vincent, so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, sir. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Top Tribe, if you liked Vincent today, you're going to love Ida from yesterday. Ida went from motorcycles to a $10 million fertility app with 3 million monthly users. 